HVAC 360 is brought to you today by Ashray, who's celebrating their 125th anniversary this year. Their mission, to serve humanity by advancing the arts and sciences of heating, ventilating, air conditioning, refrigeration, and their allied fields. And whose vision is a healthy and sustainable built environment for all. Get involved with Ashray today. Visit ashray.org for more information. Welcome back. Matt Nelson here, your host for HVAC 360, helping you be the best and the brightest in the field of HVAC. I do that by sharing information, passing along lessons learned from the field, and talking with industry experts. Uh, I usually encourage you at this point in time to go over to HVAC360.com and join the newsletter. But you know what? Today, I would like you to go over to YouTube, search up HVAC360, click on the channel, and subscribe. Right now, I'm trying to get the first 100 subscribers, and I want you to be part of that. All right, so what's up for this week? This week, we are going to be giving, we, I don't know, I am going to be giving a recap of Ashray's winter meeting. Um, I'm going to do other episodes that have uh, some things that I learned in the educational sessions. But this week, I just wanted to focus on a session that I had with Ashray President Daryl Boyce and some of the pearls of wisdom that I gleaned from the keynote this year. Uh, this keynote speaker was Ed Hockley. All right, so I'm going to start off talking about uh, the little uh, press conference we had with uh, Daryl Boyce, who's the uh, current ASHRAE president. Uh, we're going to actually try to get Daryl on in a future interview, uh, but I just wanted to kind of cover a couple of topics that he mentioned. His, his, his focus is achieving operational excellence. Um, and he kind of mentioned that, you know, even uh, the most competent O&M staff, if they don't keep up uh, with change, lose their edge over time and start to have issues. Uh, and, you know, I mean, I, I can say that about O&M staff. I can say the same thing about just about anybody. Um, this is a really fast-paced um, uh, kind of job. Um, you know, it's not so aggressive like computer programming, but yet there are constantly things that are coming out. Um, speaking of things that, that are going to be on the shelves, on the bookshelves, uh, he did mention that a guide for operational excellence is coming out later this year. So uh, if you want to stay tuned to the Ashray Bookstore and see if you can't grab a copy, if that's something that you're interested in. Um as far as uh, big news for Ashray, he talked about how the uh, in January uh, they started renovating the new Ashray headquarters. Um, now uh, they did this in conjunction. They used the Advanced Energy Design Guideline uh, for net zero buildings for office buildings, um, and they're really trying to. They they went through the whole process. I actually sat down in a session, and uh, maybe I'll go through my notes and kind of. Um, just kind of uh, put that out there to you in one of these podcasts uh, in a little while. But really, it, it was the idea was for the new headquarters. It was taking a 1970s building and transforming it into a near net zero. A um, you know, little spoiler alert: they really didn't get to near net zero, um, but you know that they, they actually they're pretty darn close. Uh, so they've done some really amazing things with the new headquarters. I'm excited to uh, um, see if I can't get a chance uh, the next time the uh, the show is in Atlanta to go visit the headquarters there. 
couple other things that he, he set up uh, or he mentioned, um, obviously the uh, BEQ, the Building Energy Quotient, um, that is a program um, uh, that is really starting to kind of heat up. Uh, and it's really different from what you'd see the Energy Star or some of the other um, building writing systems um, because it has not only it has a couple different components. It has the you know the as design component, it has the in operation component, and that it also throws in there the um, uh, energy improvement uh, measures, the EEMs, and that is something that's uh, kind of unique to the building energy quotient. Now the BEQ actually has its own portal. Um, anybody can go there and uh, input their information. Um, they can't, unless you're a uh, BEAP uh, professional or a BEMP or a professional engineer member of ASHRAE, um, you can't, um, or a professional engineer, they, you can't actually submit and get a, uh, um, an actual certificate stating that you've achieved this rating but you can actually anybody can go there and kind of you know input their information and and get a kind of get a score um what's neat about the rating system is it is kind of uh, it gives you a scale as far as you know where you're at um you know i mean i guess anybody familiar with the uh uh, Energy Star Portfolio Manager. Obviously, the the lower the number, the better. Um, this is also the case with the BEQ. Um, it sets a baseline of 100, and you know if you get towards zero, the the closer to zero you are, uh, the better. Uh, 200 is actually kind of a, a the worst case scenario, and it, it aggregates a bunch of data uh, from a bunch of different data sets. Not only the CBEX, um, but it also has uh, information. Um, that it's actually um, that it has in its system uh, to take a look at that for various different building types. So that's kind of cool. Um, I will link that in the show notes for those who are interested. Another thing that he mentioned was that a lot of the uh, when we talk about operational excellence, um, ASHRAE has kind of promoted uh, recently over the last year or so the uh, the formation of a lot of memorandums of understanding. Uh, now, if you look at them on the surface, it's more like, um, you know, uh, two organizations get together and, and write a me memorandum of understanding, an MOU, and, um, you know, it, it could be just, okay, you know, there's a relationship there. Um, in the best case, case scenario, it's using that memorandum of understanding and actually, instead of having a one plus one equals two scenario, um, you actually make, uh, a, you improve both societies uh, by using the memorandum of understanding. Um, and in that case, you know, you get one plus one equals three. So three of these um, MOUs uh, specifically are with APA, APPA, um, really is the, the leadership in educational facilities. Um, IFMA, the uh, International Facility Manager Association, and BOMI, uh, Building Operations and Maintenance International. Actually, most of those just, just go by IFMA, BOMI, APA. Um, I know especially APA, I have no idea what that means or that stands for, but it, it relates to educational facilities and the people who run them. Uh, so those MOUs are actually uh, being used, and they're, they're working together, working with us, um, not only to achieve operational excellence, but integrating the building uh, EQ program uh, that ASHRAE has developed. And really, I, th I think the, 
Daryl's biggest takeaway so far this year is that, you know, in, in talking about operational excellence, it, operational excellence is a global issue. It's not just a North American issue. Uh, it's not just a U.S. issue. Uh, it's an issue all over the place. All right, now on to the pearls of wisdom from Ed Hockley, or at least uh, the way I heard it. Now, Ed was the keynote speaker at the meeting of the members. Um, this is kind of one of the first kickoff meetings that you have uh, during the ASHRAE conference, and this is uh, the plenary session. So typically that session, you have a lot of awards being given out, and then they kind of wrap it up with the keynote. Um, you know, he has one of those names you just can't pronounce just by looking at it, um, and I'm not even going to try. You're going to have to go to the show notes, um, and uh, there's going to be a lot of links because, you know, even though he was a uh, a lawyer by trade, uh, he worked his way up through the ranks as a ref. Uh, this is really kind of you know his 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 bread and butter, his meat and potatoes. If you've ever watched football over the past American football over the past couple of year, a couple of decades, actually, um, I'm sure you have seen him as the uh, as the head ref. Um, again, I'll link some, I'll link some videos and, uh, I'm, sh- I'm sure you've seen him. Um, really his nickname would be guns often referred to as the strongest ref in the world. Um, but you know, he's, he's still really, um, had a physique of Bill Gates when compared to, uh, you know, some of those NFL players like Warren Sapp, um, or some of the other linemen that, that are around. So his, his focus really is, um, that you could be an average Joe and still be a superstar. The intent there, you know, being an average Joe, he said, you know, really the key is not to settle for being average. He's like, most people are generally average or below average if you're really being honest with yourself. And most are not talented. Not everybody's talented. Um, but, you know, there's a couple of keys that really differentiate people uh, who lack the motivation, um, or, or there are a couple of keys that really help people accelerate and become the best at, at, at what they want to do. The, the first key is just having hustle and drive. You know, really, this beats talent day in, day out. He, he had kind of mentioned a number of quarterbacks who might not have the strongest arm, but, you know, they, they work the hardest. Um, you really don't, you know, you, you talk about the intelligence and the presence in the game and just having that, you know, if you get knocked down, you get back up again and you just keep on going after it. Um, you know, this was followed closely by uh, key number two, which is be prepared. You know, obviously, once you have that that internal drive, that fire, um, you know, that's inside of you, then you have to put in the work. Uh, you have to do the reps. You have to have the studying. Uh, you have to be ready when life gives you breaks. Um, it doesn't always have to be fair, but life tends to give you a break every once in a while. And the difference is, if you are ready, if you are prepared, if you have that drive when life decides to give you that break, then you can hit it and you can achieve some greatness. But if you don't put in the work and life gives you that chance, it might just pass you by. 
Key number three, and this kind of works into his his whole mentality with the uh, the people that he worked with, the other refs, is that you really have to have teamwork. Um, and the important thing there is 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 his position as a ref. He had he wanted to give recognition to people, and sometimes that's not, you know, you know, it's not always an increase in your paycheck. Um, that's something that is, you know, hard to sustain. It doesn't really mean that much in the long term. But there are some acknowledgments for some great work that you can do that mean much more than a paycheck. Obviously, you know, money is money is great and everything, but there's the little things that sometimes mean so much more. And he was relaying a story about how they used to have little uh, little dollar games um, during, you know during an event, um, you know, and it's just kind of, you know, some things that, uh, um, you know, who would, who would make the best call or who would, who would be the first to point out a certain, uh, situation, uh, or, or what have you. Um, but you know, at the end of the week, they'd sit down, they'd, you know, give out, you know, dollars to whoever won, you know, those dollar bets. And it, and it was inc- inconsequential. It was just something that, you know, is just kind of a recognition. And he went back years later and visited one of the people that had worked on one of his crew, and he had seen in his trophy case a stack of dollar bills. And that was one thing that that particular uh, ref that he had worked with had kept and had put a higher value on than a lot of other things. So when when you're working in a team, the point is, is to make sure that you give recognition. Uh, the other thing is that when you're a leader, be prepared to take the hit. Be the be when you lead people, make sure that you are the one and make sure that you understand that you are the one that is responsible. If anybody makes a mistake, it's your fault. You haven't educated them well enough. Take the heat for your staff. And if there's something that goes right, give your staff that recognition. Don't heap that on yourself. So in doing so, you build this relationship where everybody around you wants to help. They understand who you are. They understand where they, you know, uh, where they stand. And they want to do better. If you take the hit for them, they want to make that up to you. If you give them praise and accolades, if, if you pass those along, that means more to them uh, than it than would be to you. You are driving a team. You are making sure uh, that everybody gets the recognition they deserve and basically your protection. All right, key number four, mistakes. Mistakes will happen. They are guaranteed to happen. It's how you react to them that really makes the difference between the average Joe and the person who's just accelerating and who's a superstar. If you make a mistake... Just get back up. You know, sometimes you just need to give yourself a kick in the butt to get going. You need to have perspective. You know, something that seems big in the moment, when you look back at it, you know, moments later, a year later, it it just doesn't seem that big. Don't get stuck in your own head and get in that cycle, that downward cycle. Just pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and get back to work. Mistakes happen. Forgive yourself and go on. 
All right, well, that's it for this week. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. If you know somebody who's looking to step up their HVAC game, consider sharing this episode or really one of your other favorites uh, with them. This is by far the best thing you can do to spread the word about this podcast. Um, If you want extra credit, there's a couple extra things you can do, but the only one I'm going to mention, again, is go over to YouTube.com and search up HVAC360, click on the link, and subscribe. That's going to help me out. Um, That's going to be my number one goal, really, uh, going forward for the next couple of weeks, trying to reach that 100 mark. All right, another episode of HVAC 360 is in the books. I'm Matt Nelson, helping you be the best and the brightest in the field of HVAC. And as always, know what you build and share what you know.